Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. What's up there, brother? What I tell ya. <laughs> no, what I tell ya. <laughs> yeah, man. No. Uh, you know, we the uh, the transition into this new place we're staying in has has been uh transitiony. Long. <laughs> it's been really long, dude. Uh yeah. Is it is it because of its Whoa. permanent nature, or not, I mean, just like you know, you have stuff in storage, and then like, oh well, we can just move stuff in in a little bit of a time. No, 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 no. It's been because all of our stuff has been in storage. I mean, this moving company that we've been dealing with for weeks uh, has just been. I mean, they're they've been great guys, but and I think that it's. I really believe that it's a it's a COVID thing with everything that we've been dealing with, uh, with just trying to get furniture and stuff like that into the house here. Because I mean, we moved in a three bedroom townhouse, three you know sort of duplex deal uh, with two bedrooms worth of furniture, and that was it. I mean, nothing else in the house. I mean, we literally, for that first, I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I mean, it was probably the first week that we were in here. Uh, we're sitting on a cooler and with a Rubbermaid container to, to put your plate on to, to eat. I mean, we, we went through that for about, you know, we went through that for about a week. And finally, we got to the point where it's just like, dude, uh, we need something in this, in this living room to sit on because this whole, like, you're either laying in bed or sitting in bed watching TV or you're just sitting downstairs on a Rubbermaid container. No, no. I mean, uh, so we finally went out. And my whole point is, is that when we secured this place as a rental, um, we, is that a Falcon? What, What is that? Is that a Falcon? A Falcon? What do you mean? Like that bird. You hear that bird? Oh, I don't know what that is. I'm, out, I'm outdoors again. I'm enjoying the... Uh, you live in Maine. The, I expect I'm you the being in out, you, The size of your beard, you should, you're outdoorsy now. Well, you know, I, that's one of the things that they do say. I don't know if you have found this to be true, but they say that it's, they say that as you get older, you know you're starting to get old when all of a sudden you start to take like sort of a weird interest in birds. <laughs> no. You haven't found that? I have, um, I've, 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 there have been times when I've been, oh, like, oh, look at that bird. Maybe, maybe I'm not in that distinct category. No, I th- I've, I've joked with Jennifer. I'm like, so when do we actually start going out and buying like bird books? And like, and you like, have the bino- binoculars. binoculars. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had, I remember when I was a kid, we were renting this one house here in Brunswick and the guy that we rented it from, uh, he was like, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but, uh, and, and hello to all the folks who are out there listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, episode 55. I can't drive. It's the Sammy Hagar episode. I can't drive 55. (laughs) Right. 
but the, the guy that we rented the house from, and it was a beautiful property. It was all wooded, you know. Uh, Bound guy, leather books. Dude, this is the thing. Seriously, is that the guy who owned the house was like a he was like a psycho like a psychologist or something, and he lived in uh, he lived in Boston, but he owned this house up here. And so he had this weird arrangement with my parents where we were renting the house out, but anytime that he wanted to come back and hang out for like a weekend in accordance with the special provision of the lease, he was allowed to come back whenever he wanted. Now this was weird because I mean, imagine being like 13, maybe, you know, yeah, like 13 years old. I think I was in eighth grade or something. And all of a sudden it would just be like one weekend this dude would show up and he'd just be hanging out at the house and it was funny because at the time my brother was really into uh, and I got really into it too but was really into the B-52s Yes, and they uh, I think it's the album it's not maybe it's Cosmic Thing it's the album that has uh, what is it called uh, 52 Mile West of Venus. Have you ever heard that tune? Or it has okay. a, Is that a deep, that we, deep the, track? It's a deep track. The song that we really enjoyed was this tune called Keith. Keith Lorraine, yeah. Yeah. And, yep. you know, it, it tells the whole story. If anybody who's out there knows the song I'm talking about, it is a choice B-52's track. Uh, and I think it says a lot about... Um, sort of where the B-52s were at in their career. They were sort of this avant-garde band uh, with this overtly gay lead singer and the original you know, guitarist. And, uh, and they were awesome. But it was uh, telling this whole story about this guy who has this dog. And the dog's name is Quiche Lorraine. And the dog is an analogy for like a girl or some sort of a love relationship. Uh, and how he takes the dog out walking every day. And, you know, one day he takes the dog for a walk and they run into this great Dane and Keish Lorraine leaves him for this great Dane. Uh, but it was a funny thing because we, you know, we were totally into the tune. And of course, Keish was a little poodle. That was the whole thing is Keish Lorraine was this little poodle. Uh, has anybody seen a dog dyed dark green? sunglasses and a bonnet designer jeans with appliques on it <laughs> wow such awesome lyrics dude and my whole point is that this dude who we rented the house from was this guy i think he was he must have been like maybe polish or something like that uh but he had this he had this sort of grayish afro you know and my father starts my father starts my father basically nicknamed him quiche <laughs> because of this tune so every time we wait your dad tune, knew the tune yes my father knew because we were always singing it and playing this song you know my <clears> brother <throat> and i like we got we got such a kick out of this song that my father caught on to what this whole quiche lorraine thing was about it was about this poodle with curly hair you know he'd be like oh yeah we're you know quiche and the thing with quiche is that he he was really into watching birds all over the house. He had all of these bird books and there were these trails that were cut out in the woods 
and every once in a while you'd walk, you know, you'd walk along the trails and every once in a while there'd be like a little bench made out of like logs or something where he would go out with his binoculars and just like sit on the bench and like wait for the birds and, you know, bring out his binoculars and watch the birds. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this guy was a trip. It was a trip. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Peaceful. Another- Another oh dude, I can imagine. I can imagine it was rather serene. <laughs> but no, I don't know what all the names of the birds are here. I just hear them chirping. Some of them are kind of nice and then other ones that are chirping at you know, rather loudly at four thirty in the morning you want to pull out your pheasant shot and just be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So <laughs> so wait a second. Update on I, I the last time we had Andy uh, Jimbo's brother on, he was talking about running for some sort of office. Oh, yeah. He's running. He is. I actually shared, uh, he posted a video on Facebook that was sort of like a campaign video. Uh, he's actually running for, it's basically the school board. That's right. For, because right. uh, he lives in the next town over in Thompson. And the school district over there is School Administrative District 75, SAD 75. So he's running for a spot on the school board. Does 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 Andy have a platform? Yeah, he does. What what, what is what is uh, it? get get the kids back to school? Oh, okay, all right. You know, I mean, it's really, I mean, that obviously in the current place that we're all living in right now, there's a lot of like hemming and hawing about, you know, should we, should we not? And you know, I think that for him, especially with his, you know, with uh, his son Cameron, you know, my nephew, and he was also on the show. All um, state, yeah. oh yeah, football yeah, champion, you, yeah, all state quarterback, football champ. quarterback yeah. of the yeah. all state football I champion. I know it's like the dream, right? It's out of like a movie or something. But he, you know, Cameron. Unfortunately, I mean, last year was his senior year, yeah. And this whole COVID thing happened, and obviously, just like with so many other people, so many other students, I mean, his senior year was really impacted by this whole thing. And I think that Andy has really seen how. Uh, I think he's seen firsthand how this whole thing with kids not being in school and uh, not having a regular schedule, how it can really impact them. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard enough, you know, to sort of keep the kids driven and keep them focused and all the rest of it, not to mention sort of the, uh, the propensity for kids to be losing sort of base knowledge that they're supposed to have as they're moving on to their subsequent year. Um, and so forth. And I, he's, he's really in support of the idea that, you know, we need, we need to make every effort possible to get back to some sort of regular normality, not to mention the fact that obviously you have a lot of parents out there who, because of the nature of their work and things like that, you know, they, they don't have the capability of working from home. And, oh yeah. The military uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't just stay home. I mean, you've got to go to work and if you're a single parent, and you've got kids who are in school, and I mean, it's like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? I have to work, and yet my kids aren't going to school, but there are, you know, because of online learning, uh, distance learning, whatever you want to call it, you know, they're still being given this litany of, of, of work that they're supposed to be doing, but I, I mean, I don't know how much of this you, you guys have experienced, but I mean, it's like, dude, for some of these parents, man, it's like, how are you supposed to leave, like, an eight, 10 year old kid at home with a list of schoolwork that they're supposed to do and ensure that that kid's actually going to do what they're supposed to do. 
I mean, without an adult being there to look over their shoulder and make sure that they're getting done what they're supposed to get done. I mean, that's a tall order to ask of, I mean, of course you're not going to, you know, and, and I think it's, I think it's different state by state because here uh, in Virginia where I live, um, the, the only, the only challenge that we have is with our five-year-old. Right. Yep. Kindergarten. You know, sure. first of all, she doesn't know how to read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're asking her to use a laptop. Yeah. And, you know, she's used an iPad or our phones before, but a laptop. Sure. Uh, she's learning numbers and, and letters. And so she's the definite, like, over the shoulder. But, like, my boys are in 10th, 8th, and 6th grade. Right. And, you know, we're pretty comfortable kind of leaving them on their own. Right. Uh, and, and just the way that the structure is with the schooling, um, the, the, the thing that really sucks for us is that they all start school at different times. They all have lunch at different times based on their schedules. And so it's like, and you know, I have two in junior high, so their schedules are very similar, but a kindergartner schedule versus a middle, middle school versus high school. What is that? The Red Baron is the Red Baron. I know. Look, is somebody flying a John Deere over my house? <laughs> but anyway, but you know that's that's also a challenge. And like, you know, my my high schooler is done. Like he's done now. But the my middle schoolers still have two hours left on the yeah. docket. Yes. <laughs> like, and my yeah. So it's like, thankfully. You know, my wife is a teacher Mm -hmm. and she knows how to do these types of things, but she's also at home. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know any other way, but I also couldn't imagine where if she had to work, how this would be possible. Right. No, absolutely. there's just no, there's no way. Absolutely. I mean, I know people who, you know, I, I, we all do. I'm sure we all do. Everybody listening knows, you know, families where it's a two income family and mom and dad are both working and it's like okay well these kids are supposed to be doing schoolwork, but they can't go to school what are, what are we supposed to do so you know like like i say the, for for andy that's really sort of i think that's really sort of the driving force behind his sort of campaign if you will to to try to uh find a spot because i i think he really feels like and i, I think that there are many people who feel like people of that mind people who want to try to drive towards that that there's a lack of of a real voice in uh in the existing school board um i think that with with so many things man and again i know we don't talk about politics and that stuff uh although if you tuned into that presidential debate the other night man did you see (laughs) freaking doozy wow well it doesn't matter what side you're on yeah. It's a shit show. That, that was, was a shit show. It was just ridiculous, man. And 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 this is and this is how I know, right? Um my my son who is 15 years old uh asked me uh what I thought about the debate. And then I said, "Well, what do you think a, a presidential debate is?" Right? Right? Because yeah. uh, I, I haven't talked to him about it, but he's had civics class before yep. and he's there's been, 
you know, elections at the schools he's participated in. So, okay. And he was like, he's like, well, honestly, it's a platform that the candidates can talk to the voters on how, like, they're going to make us better or what they're going to do while they're president. Right. And I was like, I go, Hey, that, that's a pretty good answer. I was like, yeah, that didn't happen last, no. last night. No. <laughs> like, no, I mean, it's, and it, it really, I think that the whole thing was, um, you know, not to get too in depth about the whole thing, but it, it really was indicative of sort of the times that we're living in. I mean, I, I think that's just to put it quickly. You know, it was it was indicative of just how deeply divided uh, people are these days. Um, and people are scared. I mean, that's just reality. I mean, people are just the whole COVID thing and just all of the stuff that's gone on this summer with all of these riots and all of this stuff going on. I mean, people are scared about the future. And, be, and there are people who feel very strongly about, uh, you know, what they want to see out of the future and um, probably more, you know, people probably feel more strongly about it now than they have in a very, very, very long time. Uh, And that's sort of what you saw was, you know, two people who are, I mean, the whole thing was just, it's like a, like going to a a presidential debate goes WWE, man. (laughs) It's just Wednesday night at the sportatorium. Sunday, 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 Sunday. This is the County Civic Center presidential debate. <laughs> yeah, man. No. So, like I say, um, yeah, I think that uh, you know that's sort of what that's sort of what he's uh, that's sort of what he's run, sort of running on. Yeah, so. and and here's here's the here's the thing. It's like us having a, a podcast and us just talking over each other. Every, oh, sure. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. What is it? That was, that was it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's, it was, I mean, I actually, uh, I, I heard a couple minutes of, I, they had a, they had a White House press conference this afternoon, or it was this morning. And man, the sound bites that I heard from that, it was an extension of the whole presidential debate. Yeah. You know, it was these, these journalists. Isn't the, who, isn't the, uh, the, what is it, what do they call it? The the turnover rate of like news is like two to three days. Like we're, Oh, is that, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> they, I mean, and that, that's really what it is. It's like they hold, they grab onto a story and that lasts for like three days and then it's gone. Yeah. You know, what is that? So, that's called something. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Cycle or something. Yeah. News but, cycle. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Back to them. Back coming through. Totem. There you go. See, it's been a little while, but I still got it. I got it. <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> I pay attention. <laughs> Hey, you so, know what? Yeah. Sometimes grades don't reflect knowledge. Okay, that's yeah, all I'm sure. saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've met some pretty smart people that were pretty terrible students. I mean, it's just the way it is. Oh. You know? Oh yeah. Well, and you know, uh, unfortunately, that I think that's schooling the last ten years in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. I, I, uh, you know, there are some people that I, there are some people that I have met in the, in the past few years who, uh, 
were recent, you know, yeah. recent high school graduates. Oh yeah, and you were in recruiting, so yeah, yeah. You... And you, dude, you talk to these people, and you'd be like, uh, "Dude, are you like you seriously are graduating from high school?" And I mean, and these people just having just like you talked about your son having a civics class. It, it amazes me how how I think that's a real rarity in public school these days. I really do. Um, because I, I just say that because of the people that I've interacted with over the past you know number of years that were coming out of the public school system and seem to have zero, with zero, I like knowledge of sort of how the government works or what schoolhouse areas. rock, dude. They never oh, ever should have defunded you know, schoolhouse rock. It is hilarious that you say that. I'm you just a bill here yes. on Capitol dude, my Hill, kid, and my, I'm waiting for my on Capitol Hill. <laughs> well, now I start as a letter. Like, yes. I mean, it was, it's hilarious that you mentioned that because this was just within the past week. I'm sitting here in the house and my daughters are here hanging out. And I don't know what it was. We were talking about something. But all of a sudden they started singing that song. And I was like, yeah, man, Schoolhouse Rock. You know, we, I think we actually at some point, I think we actually bought like a, a DVD. Yes, we on. we owned the VHS, and then when it got transferred to yes. uh, DVD, we have the DVDs. Sure, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and what's crazy is is when you I, I I try to I try to explain to these kids I have for years, tried to explain to them like imagine a world, imagine a world, um, um, imagine a it's, world. This is a movie trailer. Seriously, imagine a um, imagine a world. Yeah, use your classwork, use your knowledge. You know, imagine a world where cartoons are only viewed on Saturday mornings. Yeah, I mean, no, I tell, I, I said this before. Like, and say it ain't I, so. they, they got, they got shut down. It was a Facebook page, right? It was called Saturday Morning Cartoons, and yeah. every Saturday it started at seven a.m. Eastern, and would stop at eleven a.m. Eastern, and it was all. Like G.I. Joe, Thundercats, yeah. E-Man, you know, sure. they had a rotation. Smurfs. Smurfs. You'd, start off, you'd start off early because you'd start off early with like, uh, there was a show I remember, I remember being a kid and there was a show. Well, I mean, if you go oh, way the, back. No, prime, prime time Saturday morning was like nine o'clock. Oh, right. I'm talking like, about. Like that was Care Bear time. Smurfs. Right. Exactly. Like the Care Bears, uh. But you go a little bit further back. I remember being a kid, and it was, like, real early. They'd have uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yep. Um, on Do you, I, I will you remember say, when WWF had their own? I don't remember like, that. Yeah, no. WWF had their own thing. Oh, Hulk- wait a minute. I think I do remember Dude, that. Dude, Hulk- like, Hulkster? They had, yeah, they had uh, Captain Lou Albano. Yep. And yeah, he had, like, the rubber bands hanging off his face and stuff. What was weird was that uh, Sergeant Slaughter would always pop in and gi joe yeah like he was he crossed over right yeah no it was like i say i mean it was you know saturday saturday mornings that was cartoon time and because they knew that it was cartoon time and they knew that every kid in the country was going to be tuning in like you say at eight or nine o'clock in the morning on saturday morning and they were going to be stuck to the tv until 11 you know you'd be sitting there i'd be i remember you know, my parents' living room floor, sitting Indian style. I mean, I can still say that, 
my kids my kids had to start calling it crisscross applesauce because they couldn't call it Indian style anymore. Uh, but we I'd be sitting there Indian style just like watching the cartoons and I could smell mom bacon like or usually it was my dad, but my dad on the weekends like breakfast was his thing. That's that me. Like his, Dude, that is that me. Was, yeah, that is me. Yeah. Dude, I've been that way for years. Biscuits and yeah. gravy Sunday mornings yep. with sausage. Oh yeah. French, French toast, Jesus. you know, pancakes, whatever, you know, like you'd be sitting there on the floor watching He-Man or whatever, and you can smell the, smell the French toast. How much, I have a, I have a son that does not wake up to the smell of bacon. I don't, he is not of this earth. Cause I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember like, that's the smell. I'm like, if I wasn't awake by, I was like, oh. was your, was your dad like that? Did he do, bre- did he do breakfast? Oh on yeah. Weekends? But, but yeah, my room was right across from the. From the kitchen, oh, and boy, so that's dangerous. Dude, once that's dangerous once the bacon a was a frying, oh yeah, I was. A it was frying. like an alarm clock. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, it's uh, <laughs> the, the smell wafted um, in your room, crossed your nostrils. And you're like, Ooh. oh yeah. There's certain things that you know, and some things that my sons like, or when my mom would make tortillas, and I would always find a way to go into the kitchen and sneak one. Oh really? Oh yeah. I was I was the thief. That yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, oh, the bird is you just texted me speakerphone. Bird is really loud. <laughs> no, I'm not on speakerphone, but well, thankfully the you, bird you must away. have killed it because I don't hear it, it anymore. Yeah, it's not there. Maybe the wind blew it away or something. I don't know. But no, I do totally. I mean, that was that was Saturday. And the thing is, like I say, is that because Saturday mornings they knew the and this is of course, ladies and gentlemen, most of us remember back when there were i don't know four networks on television yeah when you had to actually get up and turn the dial you had to click it like a, like and a, then a, you a, had a the timer. inner dial to adjust the the, the, like the fine tuning oh yes oh, oh yeah that, that became a thing and we God. actually had, we had fox 51 that was like what there's a station that's beyond 13 really? oh no and, uh, and 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 those of you that remember i you know I was the antenna sometimes. Oh, sure. Yeah, stand there. Just hold it. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. This was the world before cable TV. This was the world before cable TV. And we were just talking about it. Uh, it's funny because I heard these guys on this radio show talking about it. And it, it sort of transferred into this conversation I was having just the other night uh, with my youngest daughter about how she, cause she says to me, she's like, you know what I really miss? I just, I miss having television where I could just turn it on and you could just hit the guide button and it would have all the shows and you would just scroll through the shows and click on it and just come on. And I said, yeah, it's funny because now we've gotten to this place with like smart TVs and all of these different apps that you can use, uh, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, all this stuff that we pay for. And all of a sudden now watching TV has become a really cumbersome thing. I mean, it's become this thing where it's like, I mean, even back when you had to get up and walk across the room to change the dial, I mean, that was the thing. You had to get up, walk, you turn the dial, and there was the show. And now it's like I turn on the TV. Okay, well, what app are we watching? Let me scroll over to that app. Let me click on it. It comes up. I got to wait for it to load. Okay, whose profile are we on? Oh, there's my profile. I got to click on that. You know, it comes up. And now what are the things that you've been watching? You know, what do you want to continue watching? It's like, it's this whole crazy process. Must see TV is no longer. Oh, no. It's not a thing anymore, man. 
It's not a thing anymore. And it's funny because my in-laws are the type of folks who um, they really have not gotten into that whole thing. Wheel of Fortune starts at yes. 6.30. Well, it, it, it starts earlier than that, JB. It starts oh, early. Oh. It starts during the afternoon because they're like they're both now they're both retired. Right. And my father-in-law has always been a huge fan of the old Western television shows. So for him, has he ever a, played? Uh, what's the redemption game you play? The redemption game. The Red Dead Redemption. Oh no 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 no! He's, Dude, think, have you show? Even, you need to show him. Yeah, he he would look at that controller like it was some sort of I don't no, know but, alien. But have artifact. him. You just have him watch it and say, "This is what happens in the TV show yeah, in between the things." Right. <laughs> You you only watch the dialogue, but this is what really happened. This is what's really going Look, on. Look, this guy's Clint Eastwood. I'm yeah. Clint Eastwood. I'm Clint you... Eastwood right now. Yes. That's a cool and name. I, and, and I'm telling you what, I am not good at like those like Call of Duty games because of the controllers. And and, and it's just a matter of uh like I don't have time to sit there and play for hours, right? Yeah. But I will tell you what. In virtual reality world, when you're actually doing the things, I'm fucking, I'm the Reaper. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, I am the, I love playing against the kids because they just want to go, Leroy Jenkins, and just shoot everything. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, yep. And they do have time limits. Dude, I'll just sit back and, like, make sure my loadout is, like, a sniper, some kind of sniper weapon, or right. at least I have a four-time scope. I will just camp out and just wait. And, and, they can't, and they can't. You know what I loved? I love watching. Like, I love watching the where videos. Where did you come from? I love to watching the videos that you can see on like YouTube or whatever. Of uh, and God, I know a lot of us. You know, I know you and I have seen them. I'm sure a lot of folks listening have seen them too. But it's the videos of the kids who are playing the games, where it's like a group thing, but somebody who's in their team is targeting their own team. Oh, that happens on the game I play, dude. I fucking and, it's and they're going and like the the kids going crazy, the kids going nuts. Like, why are you betraying me? Why are you betraying? Me? The kid goes nuts, man. I he's like, and you can hear you can hear his mother downstairs. Like, it'll be his brother, like with the cell phone, like recording the kid playing the game, and the kids losing his shit. And you can hear his mother downstairs, like, Tommy, stop yelling. <laughs> No, I I think so uh, to my son who's playing. We say that all the time, but like I I usually wait till like everyone's in bed and then I'm downstairs. But then my wife will tell me like, what were you doing that? Like, were you how old were the people you were talking shit to? Yeah, they're 12. No. Well, (laughs) like, honestly, the best time to play if I can swing it at home is in the morning because I'm playing with the Brits sure. and the Norwegians oh, cool. and it's, it's a lot of older people. Yeah. But once you start getting past noon and up, then you're playing with like kids yeah. and some of the kids are respectful and some of them like think it's my time to be able to cuss. And, oh, and there are people on there like, Hey man, you're like 12. Like you should watch your mouth. Yeah. You should watch your mouth. And I'm like, yeah, your mom, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if you say your mom, that is like like old school, like saying you throw like a girl. Like oh, you yeah, say yeah. your mom, 
yeah. people get the fuck offended online right now. Really? I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. And I wait till the countdown where we're about to go into the battle scene, and like t- like two seconds, and it's quiet, and everyone's waiting. I'm like, your mom. They're like, man, fuck you up. <laughs> what the fuck? That is crazy. Man. It is so funny, dude. Oh, my <laughs> so God. funny because yeah. Dude, it's, for us, that that was like a you that was, know that's uh, old school. That is, I know, and it's just like it's a the, thing. Like, the, oh yeah, well your mom, yeah, your mom's your mom's as big as a house or whatever the hell it is. Like so, mom jokes. Either there's a there's a there's a resurgence of which is a good thing of like be, people being super respective or respectful to their mothers, right? Or they just don't understand. Like, <laughs> oh, they don't get it. No, they don't get it, man. It's not about being respectful of their mothers. It, because it, there's, they, th- they it, think they're they think they're being old school by getting well, so pissed off about it. And there was a guy I played the night of, like after the, um, uh, after the uh, debates were going on, right. and this one guy was talking trash, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, you're talking trash, but respawns are are you know available. So like when you die, you just respawn." I don't. I don't generally like to play those because it's yeah. not real and people just do stupid shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And and the guys like, oh, well, you're just. He started comparing me to one of the candidates. I'm like, what the f- are you talking about? <laughs> and then and he wouldn't shut up. And oh, I was like, and so then, so then, and and uh, my wife was heard what I said. I was like, I'm gonna straight up fucking murder your ass. <laughs> oh, no. And it got real quiet. JB Unchained. <laughs> it got real quiet in the chat. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, well, they but they all ganged up on me. Like they were like, because when the next one, like I was around for a little they were gonna, bit, like, but they were then gonna, like assassinate you out of the game. Oh yeah, there were like five people that surrounded me, and they kept on shooting me after I was dead. No god. <laughs> And and then and the next was oh you're quiet now, <laughs> it's so funny man. Oh my god! But I that did. Is- I said I, I'm going to straight up murder your ass. <laughs> it was a video game, people. It's a video game. It's not real life. No. <laughs> like people get crazy, man. They people, do. It's people like get what? crazy with it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like I say, I mean. My 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 father-in-law watches. I think you know. Western. You, have you seen it? Have you seen this whole thing where um, there was an article that came out just in the past? I don't know, a couple months, and it was talking about how uh, there's this this sort of propensity of, for people who deal with anxiety that they watch the same shows over and over and over again. Huh. Um. Do I have anxiety? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know. That, <laughs> I, well, no, because I know. Like, that, like, I know rerun, my, like reruns or just the same show? No, no, reruns. Like, they'll oh, watch, okay. like, don't. And my kids, like, and my kids deal with, like, a certain level of anxiety, whatever. <clears throat> but their big thing is The Office. Dude, my kids have watched every episode of The Office probably, at this point, like a dozen times. I mean, if they they will watch the entire series from episode one, season one, all the way to the end, and it's almost like they'll as soon as they're done, they'll go all the way back and they'll just keep going through it. And they're talking about how uh, 
this is really sort of a, uh, a, a like this is a thing for people that deal with anxiety because they are watching something that they already know what the outcome is. So there's no sort of like, there's no sort of anxiety about like, well, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. It, it's like, it just becomes. Yeah, and I they, mean, I, it's funny you say that because I have certain movies that if I have to stay home and I'm sick, I watch there's certain movies. And yeah. if they're playing, my wife is like, are you getting sick? Are you sick right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, so you've, you've mentioned that before. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, dude, it's, it's honestly the kids with the office. And I wonder about this, like with my, my father-in-law, because he's the same way with these shows like Gunsmoke or the Rifleman, or like, there's a whole list of probably a half a dozen different shows that are usually on. Like, I don't even know what state, what network it is like TBS or something like that, you know, uh, that they show these sort of Western television shows from back in like the 1960s or whatever. He knows every single line to every single one of these episodes. So he'll watch this stuff all day long. He'll be hanging out. If they're not going out and doing something, because again, now they're retired, so they're free to just, they fly by the seat of their pants. And the, the cool thing about my in-laws is that like, they really do like, they love to travel. Um, and I mean, that's not just traveling, you know, long distance or whatever, but they, they're not afraid to get in the car and drive a couple hours somewhere and go see something beautiful or whatever and drive a couple hours home. A lot of older folks are like, oh, God, I don't like to drive. For them, they love it. They love doing that kind of stuff, uh, which is really neat. But my point is, that, like, unless they're doing something like that and they're just hanging out at home, the Westerns are on all day long. And then when it gets to about 5 o'clock, the local news comes on. Because everybody knows, at least on the East Coast, the local news is on for like an hour and a half. They do the same shtick every 30 minutes from like like 5, 5.30, 6. And then at 6.30, CBS Nightly News and whatever garbage comes on. Uh, and they watch that. And that's reality because, you know, whoever the who new clown is who's on the you know big network news is telling you this. Uh, and then, of course, it shifts right into what you said earlier. It shifts right into Wheel of Fortune. Wheel. Seven. Uh, oh. You remember oh, when, when you got to, like, you got to pick the prizes? Yeah. Like, the prizes had a monetary value. Yeah, they were all there And you had to set. pick, like, 10 to 12, well, however many. Like, yeah. I'll take the trip to Aruba. All right, you got four, uh, yeah. 450 left. I'll take the And I'll take the, uh, I'll take the, the uh, knives. So I'll take the, the, the luggage. Yeah, yeah, the luggage because I'm gonna need that for the. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. That oh, was yeah. the best part. <laughs> no, because it was it was you know Wheel of Fortune, and it's still this way today. Wheel of Fortune, seven thirty Jeopardy, and then the thing is, like we were talking about with the whole streaming TV thing, is that like because they're not down with that whole thing, they move into reality TV, and that's yeah. my mother in law's big thing, man. Like she, they, they like reality TV. She watches all shows man i mean you know why because subset of reality tv even though it wasn't reality um was soap operas and those are gone there's one sure, left. no absolutely that absolutely in the evening when you and i were growing up you know in the in the evening it was dallas 
or it was Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest, or or uh, uh, what was the one? The oceans. Uh, well, there was Fantasy Island, and yeah, there's Fantasy Island. There's another. I mean, and there were it was it was those shows, but it was Murder She Wrote, or it was uh, Remington Steel. Or... Remington Steel, yes. another one. Yeah, P- uh, what's his name? Pierce Brosnan. Knott's Landing. Knott's Landing. Knott's Landing. There that you go. That was the one. Yep. I mean, it, that was those were huge, huge. Yeah. Uh, you know who shot Jr. That was a big thing, you know. Yeah. And of course, the theme songs. The Colbys versus the Carringtons. Oh, dude. I mean, I remember uh, I remember when I was at the unit leader course in Virginia Beach. This is the intermediate course for the School of Music. that Military uh, training. Right. That Jamie and I had, you know, went to and taught at and whatever. Um, but I remember we had a uh, we had an 80s party one time at our house. And I put together... God, because this was before you had something like Spotify or Pandora or whatever. I I put together uh, like eight CDs of 80s music for this party. And it was all like these huge hits from the 1980s. I mean, Pat Benatar, Devo, you know, whatever, you name it. Uh, but I also put in there theme songs from all these famous shows from the 1980s. Yes. So I had like the Dallas theme. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get down to like here we are face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Yes, exactly. We're yes. hoping to find yep. we're two of a kind <laughs> in it love, making it all together. <laughs> we're gonna find our way. There it is. Yeah. There you go. Dude, no one. Yep. We we're just talking about this. They don't do theme songs because no. During lunch, I did an 80s playlist, and and then uh, the theme song to Greatest American Hero came on, and then oh, that yeah. this came up like, yeah, we there's no more theme songs. How did the how last did, how the did last one true one maybe was Friends? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, maybe I think Friends the, was probably, latter. Yeah, it was. Uh... And Alan Thick was like balls was deep in the in believe the it or not i'm walking yeah. on air i never thought i could feel so free yeah man that song fight away on a wing and a prayer who, who could it be, 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 be believe, believe it, or it or not it's just me like yeah that dude. song freaking uh dun, 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 different dude dun. different strokes well, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. Then a man of all he's a man of dreams. Then along come two. They got nothing but the dreams. They got. Yeah, dude. Dude, that's all Alan Thick. Yes. Alan Thick, dude, he wrote all those shows. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the worst, and then you have the facts alive. The do the facts. Yep. With with Joe and Rudy, yeah, oh man. yeah, dude, uh, that was and like I say, that was back in the day. That was evening television. It was what all, about what about the all, theme? Well, it was the, the point is that all of that, all of those shows were a product of writing. They, well, Norman Lear, Norman well, Lear, and he was obviously a huge part of that. But it was it required people to write television fiction. And you could get lost in those stories. And again, and I, we, I know we probably mentioned this before, but I know that for me, 
it was a huge uh, when when the show Lost came on television. I know that for me it was like, oh my god, thank God someone has finally gotten back to writing television. Because yeah. at that time that Lost came back, when Lost came on television, it was at a time when there was nothing on TV but freaking reality television. It was all freaking, you know, American Idol and all this other crap. And I was like, God, dude, you know, all of a sudden now again, here was this show that was a serial. So it it would leave you with a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. And you were like, what? Like, I have to fucking watch next week because I have to find out what is why is there a polar bear on this tropical island? you know whatever what's with the statue with with four toes dude Ah. all that stuff it was like what you know and that's why i think that that show when it came out was hugely popular because i think there were a lot of people that were just over reality tv but now i mean like i say with my mother-in-law show i mean she will watch housewives of orange county and she'll watch uh you know, yeah, I just the dancing I, you know, show, and, and, whatever that's called. And we are just... we are a generation that started like the, the reality TV, and it's just to me, it was like it's out of control now. Like, dude, it's just ridiculous. And now I will say, I like, I like, I used to like um, the challenge, the reality TV with the challenges, uh, specifically, uh, was the island. Uh, Oh, you're talking like Survivor? Survivor. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. things like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Jennifer and I were, and she, we still watch it. Um, for me personally, I I don't mind Survivor. I just have gotten to the point with many of these shows like Survivor or Big Brother. That's sort of always been like the Never summer. gotten to Big Brother. We, Never gotten we, to Big we, Brother. We have watched it every year. And the thing is, for me, is that I've gotten to the point with these shows where... I can't start watching these shows until they're down to maybe like four or five, six people. I mean, it's like they, a NASCAR race. It's just, you, you, you know, a NASCAR race is going to last like three hours, depending on what kind of race it is. And then just tune in to the last 30 minutes. Well, it's that, but it's just, I, after having watched these shows for so many years and having seen so few decent people win these shows, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, I just don't like turning the show on and watching people right. so nasty. Everyone hated Richard. Everyone wanted Rudy to win. Yes. He didn't win. Yes. But at the he was runner up. You know what I yep. mean? Like, yeah. I know. I know. And the thing is that it's there have been seasons where you've seen like the good guy won it. And you're like, thank God, man. Because I'm like, every Did- season these shows are on, I'm just watching these people stabbing each other in the back and just being awful. Like, did uh, you guys ever get into The Bachelor? No, I again, that's my that's my mother in law's guilty thing, man. Like, I've never that whole thing to me. It's so weird, it's just weird, man. Like, how does this dude shows up and there's like 30 women here who all want to like jump in the rack with him and then somehow at the end they're gonna find true love? I'm like, that is some twisted shit, dude. That is some twisted shit. What about uh, what about uh, the the weight loss one? Uh, biggest loser. 
we did watch that. I remember uh, it was. It's been years. I, is that even on TV anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you the show. One of the shows that the kids have really gotten into watching is My Six Hundred Pound Life. And oh yeah, no, I've never seen that one. Holy mackerel, dude! I mean, you see these people and the condition that they have allowed themselves to become the thing they've allowed themselves to become and it's just like oh my god i cannot even imagine i can i mean how can you possibly imagine being this person who has found themselves one day at 800 pounds 800 pounds and what are they going to do to turn their life around because if they don't they're going to die period that's just reality you know um the kids really have gotten into it. I've seen I've seen some episodes of it, uh, and it's kind of gnarly. Uh, it, it gets pretty. It can get kind of gory, but um, but no, like the whole uh, the weight loss thing. You know, the, the what is it? The Biggest Loser is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I remember we watched that way back, um, and some of it's you know pretty amazing. But um, you know, like I said, we we have almost virtually walked away from any of that network stuff i just don't even do it man like we're like we watch we the, the show that we just started watching this past week and i cannot believe that we're already like we are at the end is uh ratchet have you seen that not yet no it's uh on netflix it's uh i can't remember the actress's name did you say ratchet yeah ratchet She's the okay. she. It's this. You ever seen the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Of course, yeah. Yeah, you remember the nurse that Jack Nicholson tries to choke out at the end because she's such a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's the whole premise of this show is what was that woman's backstory? How did she wow. become such a? How did she become such a? Because we. And I was so, interesting. We. I was very. I was so excited because we watched. Uh, like the first episode a few nights ago and my youngest daughter was, we were talking to her about like where this character came from. And we asked her like, have you ever seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest? She had never seen it. She was like, Oh, that sounds really cool. So we watched it and I haven't watched that movie in years. And it is, that movie is a film that gets more amazing every single time you watch it. It's the characters and the story Dude, Nurse Ratched in that film, when you see the way that she is manipulating these patients because she knows what they're dealing with, with a, you know, she has them all convinced that they're crazy when they're they're not. Like, and that's the whole point in the film is that Jack Nicholson is looking at these guys like, "What's the matter with you?" Like, when he realizes that all these people are here voluntarily that they're not committed that they're there voluntarily because somehow they are convinced that they cannot deal with life and when you see the way that she so uh she's so manipulatively deals with them where she she'll ask them these questions that seem harmless, but in that question, you realize she's keeping them where they're at. She's not about them getting better. 
She's about them staying exactly where they are and remaining in this condition that they are now convinced has has uh, disabled them from being able to actually get out and live a normal life. It's like that is effing twisted, dude. It's twisted. And by the end of the film, you're like, that bitch has to die. <laughs> the way she's dealing. And when when Jack Nicholson gets his hands around her throat, at, you know, at the end of that film, you're like, choke that bitch, dude. Choke that bitch. Like, oh my God. And of course, we all know anybody who's seen the film, you know how the film ends. But this new series, and it's the, the woman from uh, American Horror Story. She's been in a bunch of other stuff, too. And the and the new series is sort of uh, American Horror, Horror Story-esque, almost sort of David Lynch-ish, you know? Uh, but really, dude, it, I highly recommend it. It's it's a great series. But that's what we do. Like, we'll, we'll get hooked on some show, and we'll watch it to death, and then we'll move on to, what's the new show? We'll watch that to death. Yeah. yeah, the 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 hard ones are the ones that have been like, you know, I started maybe a couple of months ago. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna rewatch um, the Sopranos. Yeah. Yep. But it was around for so long time. That's a big task. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, we and had then... never seen it. We had never seen it. I think we talked about this early on in our series. You know, in our program. I mean, Jennifer, I had never watched The Sopranos. It was such a hugely popular show. And because of Netflix, we started watching it. And I was like, whoa, dude, I can't believe it. I think it was on HBO when it when it first started or something. It did. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, So, which is why I never watched it, because I didn't have HBO. Uh, but, man, what an incredible, incredible series. Again, a product of incredible television writing. Great story, great characters. Uh, it just kept you in depth in. character oh, development, dude. It was like yeah. you watching that. I mean, it's the same thing as as Breaking Bad. Oh yeah. yeah oh man, you see Walter White go from this little sort of emasculated little man into a just maniacal. It's like the movie Falling Down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you see him turn into this maniacal drug lord. Like, how the hell did that happen? Uh, yeah. Ozark's so, the same way. Oh, dude, same thing. Awesome series. Awesome series. So, I mean, we've just, we've, we've, and we have certain ones that we'll watch that we're sort of like, are sort of bubble gum, you know. There's a series that we watch called Longmire. Um, and it's not anything real heavy. It's, this guy's the sheriff in some town out in like South Dakota or something. Uh, and they, they deal with their own issues with like the Indian reservation that's nearby and all that sort of stuff. It's sort of like take Magnum PI or something and put, you know, instead of Magnum being this private detective in Hawaii, imagine he's like a sheriff in South Dakota. Um, I mean, they're uh, the one big name guy that's in it is uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. He's sort of the guy who owns like a, a pub or a tavern or something. And he's, of, you know, he's of, of Indian descent or whatever. Um, so, I mean, but it's an easy show to watch. You you know, there's no sort of trailer. It's not like one episode bleeds into the next. It's just every episode is just, I don't know what they call that in TV writing, but um, each each episode is its own story, you know, so yeah. that's easy. Uh, but yeah, so, but it's Thursday. Yes. And for folks who tune into the show, you know, for folks who haven't tuned into the show before, Thursday is about what is the last thing that you watched on YouTube? 
sometimes they get pretty interesting. Some of them are usually pretty cool. So what do you got for us? Well, I mean, you know, sometimes they're interesting. Sometimes they're just, you know, uh, because of the things that we like. Uh, and maybe it turns you on. You know, we've we've talked about Russian slap fighting before. Yes, you've never, absolutely. By the way, I got a haircut for my barber for the first time since June 14th. Wow. He had never heard of Russian slap fighting. Yeah. And I showed him one video and he was like, I know what we're watching all day in the bar- barbershop. <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you right now, like, That's it's awesome. a thing. That's awesome. And he was like, how is this not going to America yet? Right. Because we're not fucking stupid. (laughs) We're not that easily entertained. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I don't know. It's pretty damn entertaining. No, mine is watching uh, sports. And basically, uh, for those of our listeners that don't know, and I I gather most of our listeners are uh, New England Patriots fans, but I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan. And it's you know, the, the lingering thing with the Cowboys right now is that Dak Prescott is on the franchise tag and he had the opportunity to take $34 million for five years. He wanted close to 40 for four years. Right. right? Uh, and they're the, the owner, Jerry Jones and Dak, him and his agent were at an impasse. And so now the, the, the whole segment was, is his performance hurting his contract value? Um, which is interesting because um, we played Seattle last week. Seattle, their defense is decimated. Our defense is decimated. Just even in the third, like we have zero secondary, right? right. Um, and so, yeah, Dak can put up, he put up like 450 yards or something, right. three touchdowns, but he made two costly interceptions and this yes. was his like they're saying this is your opportunity to prove that you're that top tier quarterback and guess yep. what the guy who is a top tier quarterback proved it by winning the game right right with the same type of defense and you have the better offense and you didn't do it yeah so it's like it, and that was the video because you know as as a fan and you know, I, I, I side with, and as all players will be like, yeah, like side with the guy. Yeah. The guy's just trying to get his money. Okay, great. But when it's very consistent, like underperforming, oh, yeah. cause yeah. I, cause your team, right. Yep. How many times when, 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 and I specify when Tom Brady was getting paid, he was getting paid because of his performance. Yep. And then he would take cuts yep. to make sure that the team, you know what I mean? It was a bigger, the but he, his, per- his it was never, it was was, never, a, it was never about Tom Brady for, at least for him in terms of pay getting paid. But, but when he took cuts, that doesn't mean his performance went down. No, no. You know what I mean? So I, no, I absolutely agree. So I don't care. Like, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like there's, there's a, there's a, a movie called the replacements with Keanu Reeves. He's a quarterback. And at the end, like winners want the ball, you know what I mean? And winners make the, make it happen. So it's like, and they're like, yeah, you know, he's not getting paid because of his performance. So this is absolutely, he's getting the franchise tag. So he's making, you know, 
the same money that the highest player, highest quarterback is making right now. Right. But you, we can we can go stats all you want, like yardage, yardage, yardage. But really, what matters is wins. Winning. You're <laughs> absolutely right. I mean, no, it's the truth. I mean, it's it for years. It was amazing to me to look at uh, the all these top paid quarterbacks in the NFL. And you would see consistently year after year, like Tom Brady wouldn't even be in like the top 10. I mean, obviously it helps being married to some, you know, Brazilian supermodel and all the rest of that stuff. But at the end of the day, he was not, despite the fact that he was winning the Super Bowl, seemed like, I mean, I know that it obviously was not reality, but I mean, for most folks, it seemed like Tom Brady was winning the Super Bowl like every other year. Yeah. Um, he was not one of the top huh. tier, the top paid yeah. players. He's, he's, and he would he's only people. making twenty four million when so and so is making well, thirty five. You know, and that was the thing is that you would see the guys who were the top paid quarterbacks in the league, and you'd be like, "How in the hell does that even make sense?" Like you would see who they were. It would be like it'd be like Jimmy Garoppolo. It would be like one of the top paid freaking quarterbacks, and you're like, "What? The? I, I don't get it." What has he done? I mean, and he's just a name. I mean, there's so many other ones, man. Well, I mean, and, and the fact well, that, like, from a draft strategy, like, oh, well, we picked up a quarterback in the first round. Oh, well, they're going to replace the person. Yeah. Well, no, we, we, no, we should not. always look to the future. <laughs> like, no, absolutely. I mean, you always have to. And, and that was the thing that the, you know, that was the thing that the, the, the Pats did year after year. They would always have, you know, it was always a question of, okay, if something happens to Tom, what are we going to do? There's got to be somebody there. And I mean, I remember when, I remember when Brady got his ACL blown out and he was done for the season. I mean, you had, uh, you know, you had Jimmy Garoppolo came in and played the rest of the season and played pretty damn well, which, you know, obviously is what landed him with his, you know, position in, in San Francisco. But you even looked at, uh, the, the season where Brady was suspended for the first, first like, what was it, four games or whatever, and it was like Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I mean, he was a backup quarterback, but he came in and he made it happen. And a lot of that, I will say, I mean, you can attribute a lot of that to the player. A lot of that you have to attribute to coach. Yeah. Oh, no. Because here, here's, like, uh, the Chicago-Atlanta game, and they benched their quarterback, and Nick Foles, perennial – Mm-hmm. You know, how, yep. why is this like? I, I just don't understand why this guy's not a starting quarterback because he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl, right? And then no, I know the the Bears were down sixteen points with like was it seven minutes left in the fourth quarter and won the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and I think that Trubisky, man. I mean, I think that everybody has seen the writing on the wall with that guy for a long time. Yeah. They I want mean, him to work his, out. They paid him some money, they do, but it's like, and they and he's had his moments. He's had his moments, his 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 moments where he's shining, but there are so many other times where you're watching him and you're like, dude, what are you doing? And and what in parlance, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Yep. Everyone he comes in and just blows it up. But then when you make him a starting quarterback, what happens? Like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like. No, he fails. Yeah, he, he does. Fails. Yeah. So my YouTube video 
was actually watching to it, watching it uh, today. I was like listening to it actually in the car too. Uh, is an interview with Henry Rollins. Huh. What year? Steve... Oh, just recently. Okay, this okay, is in okay. The past. This is recently an interview with 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 Henry Rollins and Steve Vai. Oh. Um. Pretty interesting, man. Uh, you know, Henry is an interesting character, and I've always been a huge fan of his of his music. Um, his stuff with Black Flag was always, you know, prolific. Uh, the stuff that he did, I especially like the stuff that he did with his own band, uh, the, you know, the uh, with Rollins' band. And that stems from back when he's, they started putting out albums back in the late, late 80s up into the mid-90s, he had the same band together. Uh, some of their material is just unbelievable. Uh, but he's he's really, in recent years, he's really turned more to uh, writing, which he's always done a lot of writing. He has his own publishing company, uh, putting out his own books and stuff. He's done that for years. But he's really turned a lot to television and, you know, interviewing folks. And this interview that he does with Steve Vai is pretty amazing. I mean, Steve Vai is an artist, uh, is, you know, he's a, a one in a million artist. Um, his approach to guitar and all that stuff, and, and they talk about it. And, and the way that Steve is talking about, you know, listening to music. I mean, that's like the biggest thing that he's talking about. I mean, initially he's talking about, you know, when we talk about discipline as a musician growing up, it's not even so much that the discipline is to get yourself to do it. The discipline is to get yourself to not do it. Because if it's what you really want to do, you want to do it all the time as a kid. And it's realizing that, like, you can't just do that all the time. Like, there's other things that you have to do because it's part of life. So you have to, like, put the instrument down and go do those things that are part of life. Um, but then he moves on into talking about, like, listening. Um, and not and not necessarily listening. I mean, we talk about listening to other players in an ensemble setting and things like that. But he's really talking about, like, listening through the entire spectrum of like the um, the harmonic series listening through the full spectrum of, of, of what we can hear and being able to break things up into you know what things exist within like the higher frequencies vice the low frequencies and, and when we talk about panning left and right and being able to create something that is multi-dimensional within music because it's not just you know like he says in this interview he said it's not like you're just building this totem pole you know like you don't just look in your backyard and see like just this one dimensional thing there's things that you can see from your peripheral vision and your right and your left and there's depth and it's how do you create things within that scope that is almost a three-dimensional uh you know three-dimensional sense and it's like really getting to like he is the silver surfer well dude i mean it's well that was satriani but oh wait, um, wait who are yeah. you talking wait, who did you say steve, again steve, steve Vai. Vai. oh yeah 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 i mean it, he talks about like playing with frank zappa back in the day and how getting his ass was, handed to him by zappa oh dude the, the both of them just going crazy and and, and, ta and and talking for a few minutes about like a lot of the stuff he learned uh from playing with frank professionally oh yeah just I mean, how to be a professional musician well, well how to be a professional musician but how to think outside of the box 
that it wasn't necessarily about like, you know, what you are given and saying, okay, well, this is the context and this is how you can do whatever, like, this is only what you can do. It was like, Frank was such an innovator because to him, nothing was impossible. Like he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And that even to the level of, you know, designing guitars and things like that, like, okay, you're not just restricted to playing Stratocasters or playing, you know, playing Gibsons or whatever, like Les Paul's like, make your own guitar, like make a guitar that does what you want it to do. And for Steve, he talks about how that was a really eye opening thing for him as a young player. Like I can actually design my own guitar that fits my style of playing that allows me to sort of stretch the boundaries of what I do. And when you watch Steve play, it's like a crazy experience because I mean, what he's doing with the guitar, like very few people have the capability of that. Um, so anyway, like I say, pretty cool interview. I'll probably, I'll share it on the, I'll share it on the page and uh, folks who are interested in that type of thing can check it out. And uh, Monday we'll have new music Monday. going to dig up something interesting for, uh, for our show then. And uh, you know, for the folks who are out there, maybe we'll put, put some other stuff. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll put on some, some Sunday morning cartoon stuff from YouTube on the page. I know, dude. Cool. G.I. Joe. Yeah, G.I. Joe. Super friends. The more you know. Yeah, man. You know, knowing is the first, knowing is half the battle. And, uh, you know, the freaking super friends with the, the twins, uh, Jan and what were, the, what were the, the Wonder Twins? Yeah, Wonder Twins activate. Form yeah, of. Form of a bucket of ice. Form of an eagle. <laughs> And they're and they're monkey bleak. <laughs> what was the deal yeah, with the like those cartoons and people having pet monkeys? <laughs> For real, that was the thing. They're dangerous, dude. But don't believe what the cartoons tell you. Pet monkeys are dangerous. Yep. So just be careful out there. <laughs> For the folks who are out there listening to the show, though, thanks for tuning in. Tell your family, tell your friends, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. All right, later, man. Right, later.